0: Well, that sucks, because we are going to lose the first half of that podcast. I apologize. I don't know what happened. I hope my voice is back. That's an epic fail. I don't know what we're going to do now to fix this, but hopefully Matt can rejoin this. That's a
1: bummer. It is a bummer, but at least we only got (laughs) Okay, let's do it this way. This is what we'll do. without explanation, we're just gonna run through what we've already done. Back quickly. Yeah, we won't just don't get that sucks because that that first half of that episode's gone. I can't save it. I know, but it was a good it was a good one. So we'll just say that the people who slept on it, sorry for your loss. (laughs) oh no i'm so disappointed i know okay so if anybody's just joining us for the first time because we were just doing this for an hour and it didn't say (laughs) so um we are just we basically have gotten to our number six pick at this point or sorry we've gone five in already each of us so uh so instead of uh redoing them all we're just gonna i'm just gonna quickly run through my five that i've gone through so far so for anyone who's also just joining us and has no idea what the fuck we're talking about we're going over our top 20 favorite albums of all time so so here's what i've given so far in no particular order uh so i started with uh blink 182 self Two self-titled. uh then i did the format dog problems uh the starting line based on a true story alkaline trio good morning and then Steel Train, Trampoline.
0: And I am bummed beyond belief that that first hour is gone. I'm so I'm ready to cry because that sucks. It's
1: the first time we've lost an episode. No, you lost your episodes with your with, your yeah, but with the video games too.
0: Nobody knows about that because
1: it wasn't live. Oh yeah, I guess that's
0: true. That first hour is gone and I have no way of redeeming it, but um, Anyway, my first five albums that I've gone through so far are The White Stripes, Elephant, Alexis on Fire, Old Crows, Young Cardinals, Death from Above, 1979, You're a Woman, I'm a Machine, Hannah Georges, for Evelyn, and Mother, Mother, Oh My Heart.
1: Um, and to resume, yeah. we move to the next one. So my next one on my list It's funny because when you were frozen, I was just talking in case anybody was still like paying attention and I'm like, should I just do number six? Maybe I'll just do number six. And I'm like, yeah, Ryan won't care. He definitely hates this album. (laughs) So again, it it just sucks because
0: like it went off and it's like reconnecting, but it just wouldn't move at all. Yeah. So like I eventually just canceled out the app and restarted it, but like. I was kind of hoping that when I restarted the app it would have popped up and said like do you want to save that first hour but no of course not
1: yeah so i just want to say to the guy down there saying talk about action figures yeah i'm not here to talk about action figures tonight so that's probably why i'm not talking about them so yeah, yeah we posted we're doing uh, music stuff tonight so sorry if that's not your jam apologies i'll do i'll do action figure shit in the next few days Um, So yeah, so my number six is uh, an interesting pick, probably because I think you like the band, or did anyways, but uh, I would say that again, I'm probably in the very, very small sliver of the minority who thinks that this is actually even a good album so uh my next album is pretty odd by, I knew panic it! by panic at the disco i hate this fucking album. <laughs> yeah so again uh it kind of hit me at a time when i was kind of getting into like those kind of more different styles of stuff that was like related to pop punk by name only yeah. and it's like then all of a sudden this panic at the disco band comes out and it's like for someone who's into pop punk like i I know you really love the first album too, right? Beaver. Oh yeah, I love Beaver, that Beaver, You Can't Sweat Out or whatever it was called. Um, and don't get me wrong, I do. I love that album a lot too. Uh, but this album was like literally a complete 360. Oh. Like it went from being like a synth pop band to like a Beatles wannabe be band and what? like I don't know. It just, it really worked for me. I don't know if it was like the time of my life, but even when I went back and revisited over these last couple of weeks, I, I didn't think it was going to age well. And like, man, it totally still hits home like hard for me again. Even, even, even the slow songs I, I really, really like on this album. It's good, man. I like Paz de Chevelle. I think that's how you say it. I think that might be like, I don't know what that means. Horse, horse hair, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. They wanted to make
0: Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Like,
1: if you like Sgt. Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Club by the Beatles, you should check out Pretty Odd by Panic at the Disco. It's fucking weird. It's just, I mean, it wouldn't be weird if you didn't know Panic at the Disco, but if you heard any of their other albums, you'd be like, that's fucking weird, dude.
0: Oh, I broke it's up with
1: it definitely broke up the band, yeah. But I mean, they kept going, and I still do like some of his stuff. Like, I like the last few albums, not the oh, last.
0: Oh, it's been Yeah, but- I think I think the last few albums that they that Panic has released are really their good? two best albums. Yeah, I didn't um, get into the
1: last one at all, but the one before it, I really liked. The last one
0: was really really catchy. It took me a while really? to get into it, but once like once it hooked me, I was like, oh man, this is, has massive hooks in it. Like, it's the same as as Fall Out Boy. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think Fall Out Boy's dramatically changed what yeah, Fall Out Boy is as a band. I
1: agree
0: with that. Um, their last album, Mania, I originally didn't like at all, and then as I listened to it more and more, it, it finally poked me. Like, oh yeah, there's some catchy ass songs on this album.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I um, yeah, I like. I really liked Pretty Odd. I thought it was good. I thought it. I think it's yeah. It's just weird. It's A little bit different, but it's it's a lot of fun. If you're into the Beatles, like I said, like, yeah,
0: yeah. So. I um, I think it's a bad album. I think it's <laughs> not, not anywhere near what the Beatles did. I don't. Uh,
1: I will say that I don't think it's better than the Beatles. I I, <laughs> I just really like the album. It really hit me for being. I like it for what it is, and like I, like I said
0: in the first part. That's gone now. Is music is very subjective yes. and depending where you are in life, depending on your age, depending on your mood, depending on the season, depending on the day, it, it can hit you in a different way. And yep. um, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting your choice. That is, for me, it, it doesn't hit you in any intelligent way whatsoever. Like, it just yeah, doesn't,
1: it, doesn't work yeah, for me. I knew you wouldn't be on board with that one. So. no, Actually, I feel like the rest of my picks are ones that you probably won't even have much to comment on, to be honest.
0: That's fair because I don't think you're going to have a ton to comment on in some of these either, but I think you also can't on my next album because I feel like this is an album that you also may like.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I like those. Oh, I haven't. Li- I mean, I listened to Clumsy not that long ago, but yeah, that's one of those bands that like, was like in my life in a huge way and then wasn't for such a long time.
0: My first CD I ever got?
1: Was it? I think it was in it was in my first five, probably. As
0: anybody that I mean, yeah, maybe you're blind and watching this, I don't know, but that was Our Lady Peace Clumsy. Great album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's what got me into the band, and then I backtracked and listened to their first album, which is called Navid, which is also a awesome. super, super album.
1: Yep, super um, good. astonishing. Yeah. That was Clumsy by Our Lady Peace.
0: Yeah. Um Canadian as well, from Toronto. Yeah. I've seen them probably seven or eight times live. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them live. Oh, dude. The, my, that was my first concert I've ever been to. Um, <laughs> it looks like Popeye <laughs> with the choke toy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bonded shit. Yeah. I, uh, that was the first band I ever got to see live at Windsor Arena. Crazy. It was really, 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 really bad concert because of how bad Windsor Arena sounded. Mm. It was just like an echo chamber of of metal. But um, <laughs> I've seen them again several times after that. I've seen them in Toronto several times. They're phenomenal live. Um, I highly recommend them. I think their first four albums are superb. I think after that, you can very hit miss. I don't think yeah, they've I been
1: agree a, with that time. Yeah. Yeah. Once but, we hit past um, Spiritual Machines, it's like, eh, it can be yeah. pretty dicey. Gravity was very mainstream rock yeah.
0: album at the time. It was like, I don't know, 2001 or 2002. It was very, very generic sounding, but it, it, was, it got a lot of play on radio, so yep. you probably are most familiar with Gravity, but after that, I feel like they just completely lost track of who they were as a band. I, I think Yeah, two or three albums after that were really, really bad.
1: Yeah. Spiritual Machines was weird, but I actually really liked... liked Well, so right now,
0: they're working on on Spiritual spiritual Machines, too. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Yeah, so I'm very curious to see what that album sounds like, because it's a sequel to that album, obviously. But it's a very um, uh, weird, different album, definitely. Yeah, it
1: is. It It was an interesting departure of sound for them clumsy um, that's a great album i really like that album
0: yeah it's i i think it's very catchy my favorite song on the on the album is car crash but i definitely think it's like definitely nowhere near their
1: most popular track or anything yeah. like that like, i think i like a song i would think i would pick 3am yeah 3am's great yeah. superman's
0: dead was like sure off the album um automatic flowers Automatic Flowers also there. Um, Clumsy was another big uh, single off the album. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend them. If you haven't seen them live, Rain is awesome live singer, musician, everything. The band. Rain is a great drummer, drummer too, right? Uh, well, he's not in the band anymore, but yes.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I remember you telling me that he left. He left to cut like a year ago or a couple years ago, right? A oh, couple years ago, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, I. I love the bands, One of my favorite bands. One of my favorite bands I've seen live. I highly recommend them. So if you haven't heard them, seen them, whatever, check out those first two or three albums. I think you'll you'll find a lot of awesome tracks. Early '90s, mid '90s music, uh, really really good.
1: Nice, that's a good pick. I like that one. Thank you. That's yeah, that one I was spinning a couple of months ago, probably now. But yeah, it, I, yeah, and and Navid too. I I really like Navid too. It's a good Navid's really great.
0: Uh, a Happiness is Not Efficient that you catch is their third album, which is also really, really solid. Yep, yeah uh, Yeah,
1: so... Nice, good pick. Okay, so my next pick is... Uh, it, it, it stands out as one of the unique ones on my list because it's the only uh, rap album on my list. So, so yeah, so my, my next choice is Camp by Childish Gambino. Oh, so, God. Oh, dude, I just, I love it so much. It's so, I like both of his, I I shouldn't, I know he has more than two, but like, I really like, because of the internet as well. But like, I think when it comes down to it, like I, I, I really like camp. It's good. It's like, I like the, I like his style of rapping. Like it's like talk rapping. It's like, but he also can like sing too. So he like does some stuff with that. And it's just, yeah, I, I love, I fucking love camp. I love his lyrics. His lyrics are funny as hell. Like the way he presents some of his his lines are just like yeah they're they're good man I love it I know you're not a fan but yeah I I fucking love this I I particularly love this album and uh, um and because of the internet so and anybody who doesn't know Childish Gambino is uh, Donald Glover from Community and from um, is it, no what was the there's like a show. I can't remember what it's called. It's like based, named on a by about like of a city. I can't remember what it's called. I want to say Chicago, but it's not Chicago. It's something else. I thought it was Chicago. What the heck? I thought it was Chicago. Oh, maybe it is Chicago. Atlanta. There it goes. Atlanta, you're, you're right. right. Astonishing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. I have nothing nice to say about the man. So I'm just going to shut my mouth. And I go. can't I stand his music. I can't stand his acting. I, I, I don't like him at all. But teach his own right because yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. of community that's where i got into him was community and then like once i found out that he was like he had a rap thing i was like i gotta check that out that seems silly and then i was like oh wow this is like not what i'm trying
0: just not for me it doesn't work for me yeah
1: you've never really that's never really been your your field though like i don't i can't ever really thinking of a time where even when we found like punk rap bands like gym class heroes <laughs> and holy bread like you were never into that stuff at all either like just never the only
0: really honest like other than like rap rock where I was like super into rap rock in yeah, high yeah, school yeah. But, like um the only like actual like rap artist I've ever gotten into in my life is DMX that's so funny to me <laughs> yeah like that was like grade school for me is one of my best friends in grade school was like obsessed with DMX I'd uh, I, I go to his <laughs> house, and like I was just like, oh, this is really catchy. I don't know why it just connected with me when I was like in grade seven. <laughs> um, Stop. Yeah, Stop. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's right. really catchy.
0: So for some reason, like DMX has always just like been like one of the rap musicians where I was like, oh, I I, I can completely get into this.
1: Yeah. But other okay. than that,
0: like, I've never been a rap. Fan at all, so like
1: didn't, DMX just died, I think, didn't he? Last two
0: oh,
1: yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that just happened. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. crazy. Okay, so you're now. It's your turn. You're now. Oh, Tegan and Sarah. I saw that one coming too. Tegan and Sarah, Saint Hood. Um, it's a good album.
0: My favorite album by them, but definitely they don't have a bad album in my opinion. That's their sixth album out of, they have currently nine um I don't think they have a bad album. I, I love their music. I think they're insanely talented. I've seen them live. They're great live. They're from Alberta or Calgary, uh, Alberta. And um, yeah, it's twin sisters, both gay, both really, really talented.
1: Yeah, they're very they,
0: talented. Um, they just write really, really catchy lyrics. Um, I'm pretty sure St. Hood's the one that I really like. I love St. Hood. The con's also really, really oh, good. Oh,
1: the, con, the con's the one I like. St. Yeah. Hood came too. out after the con, right?
0: St. Hood was the album after the con.
1: Okay, I like the con. The con's the one I like. actually like from front to back.
0: Yeah, uh, the con's phenomenal. Hey, mm-hmm, if I was to really say, like, my two favorite albums, it would probably be same with the con, but
1: man, I gotta say, I'm super impressed with your inclusion of Canadian content. My wife would approve. She works on for, she does work for made. It's like a a thing that like promotes Canadian content. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking, yeah, you got a lot of Canadian picks. I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. I,
0: so like, I mean, this is going to be a tangent, but like
1: my biggest, he's red and white. What's that? UP red and white
0: only only, only. but the red and it, but <laughs>
1: um
0: no my biggest disappointment is like that Windsor doesn't have a great venue for musicians yeah. to play in, really like it has a casino which yeah. um you know more mid level or semi popular bands can play but yeah. generally you don't get um lower to mid-market bands or up-and-coming yeah. bands, it's usually they because Detroit.
1: you do to share a border with Detroit too, right? Right.
0: So like, who would go Everybody goes to, goes to Detroit and hits St. Andrew Hall or State, or which is now Fillmore. Yep. Um, and they don't hit Windsor. And my argument has always been that Windsor has a riverfront stage slash area now to have live music played. But we never do anything with it really. And there's so many great Canadian bands that we just don't book and it yeah. pisses me off. Yeah.
1: Totally. And, uh, yes, Keegan
0: and Sarah is a is that you know, worldwide or, yeah. or at least North American going band now. They're not low tier band in any stretch. Nope. But there are so many lower, not super popular bands right now that they could get to open and have like an entire festival of Canadian music in Windsor and they just yeah. don't do it. And it bugs me
1: yeah i agree um yeah but i mean i feel like it's always been hard in windsor for that just because you're right next to detroit like, yeah. you're a 15 minute drive away from detroit like it's
0: but to me like that's just if i if i had a million dollars or a few million dollars that i could invest and in, i was like hey like I'm, I'm gonna start a new career my ch- career choice would be to open a music venue in windsor that is like st andrew's hall in detroit a small like maybe 500 person venue and have all these Canadian bands come here instead of
1: Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That'd be cool. That's a good choice though. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't think I got too into the con, I got into uh sainthood, uh, but.
0: Sainthood is more poppy than indie. Like it's, that's where they started in implementing like a lot of more pop More stuff
1: too, right? Yeah.
0: Um, where, before that it was like a lot of more like folksy indie mm-hmm. rock sound. Um, they definitely have gotten more and more poppy. Like their most uh, recent album was kind of a, a callback to their early
1: stuff. But the two mm-hmm. albums
0: before that I remember
1: listening to some of it and I I, I like what I listened to. Yeah.
0: But the, the two albums before that were very, very poppy. So they've kind of bounced back and forth between it. But um yeah, I, I just I think as a band they're just really, really good songwriters and I, I highly recommend them
1: nice good choices good choices um okay so my next one is uh, a new edition so uh, for the first hour that we lost which sucks but uh i had mentioned that i did something similar to this like about yeah like 12 like 2013 i think it was when i looked um yeah. so yeah so some of my list is very similar there's a couple new additions. this is one of them so this is one that like i've always really liked this band There's an album in particular that has always stood out to me. Otherwise, it's just kind of been like singles here and there that have kind of caught me and I've stuck with Uh, and then like I literally just forgot about them until I started uh, chatting music one day with Stranded Customs. We one night we got into like this huge music conversation and we talked was surprised at how many bands we had in common that we like. And he brings up this band. So the next album I'm picking is The Walking Wounded by Dayside so um yeah so it's like a new york band i believe they're from new york and uh yeah it's just like a rock band but they've got some like pretty interesting guitars and like i really like the lead singer's voice a lot like it's just it's again it's unique it's uh you know like if you were ever to like give it a spin um and, like, you didn't like his voice again, you could just shut it off because it's all it's pretty, it, it, yeah, they're not super diverse in sound, I would say, even album to album. They've done some kind of different stuff, but I would say, as a whole, you know, when you hear a bayside song, you you know, it's bayside kind of thing, right? So, uh, but yeah, Walking Wounded would be my pick. And yeah, I know you, I don't even know if you've ever listened to bayside, have you? No, yeah. So they have a couple, um, that, like, Honestly, the whole album is really good. It's got some good, you might like some of the guitar stuff on it. Like, it's it's weird. It's one of those bands that, like, I never really thought of as accessible. And then, like, I remember we put it on. I went camping one time with DJ and Derek and them. And, like, for some reason, like, DJ got super into it. And it was like, I was like, it seems, like, weird that you would get into this out of all people. But yeah, he said he really liked the guitars and he really, cause he was into like some like hardcore and stuff too. Right. So oh, okay. I, I think the guitar parts, there's like some kind of techier kind of guitar stuff. And I think he liked the voice too, but, um, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a really fucking good album, super catchy and just, yeah, I, I felt like it's really aged well with time. So
0: nice. Yeah. Sadly, I have
1: nothing to add here cause I don't, I don't know anything about it. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Bayside, you should check it out. Only the walking wounded; the rest can all go suck a dick. It's no. Well, I don't
0: know. If, I, don't, I don't know if that's good or appropriate.
1: But yeah. yeah, it could. It depends on your your flavor.
0: Sure, I love
1: grape. Really great. <laughs> no. No, Bayside might not be for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so uh, my next band, which is our number eight. Yep. Is
1: Arcade ago. Fire, you know, mm, that's one that I don't have anything to say about. Fair enough. Um, Arcade Fire is
0: uh, one of my favorite bands. Definitely, they're from Montreal, Quebec. Um, they have five albums out, I believe. Uh, yeah, they five albums. A bunch of
1: Grammys, like a couple years, or like they won. Some time ago?
0: They won the uh, best album of the year at the Grammys for uh, the Suburbs, which is the third album. Um, which to me was the first time I've ever had any interest in the Grammys whatsoever, just because I've never any album that's going to win best album of the year. Not on your list, yeah. I've never had any interest in whatsoever. So, this was the first time where I had a dog in the race. And the fact that they won a Canadian band, I was stoked. Um, Arcade Fire is definitely very, um, I don't even know how to explain them. They're They're kind of all over the map, sound-wise. They have, like, I think six people in the band, but when you see them live, they literally have, like, 12 people on stage because they perform every instrument live. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not, like, pre-recorded or or any of that shit where they're like, oh, you hear saxophone in the song, they're they're playing that recorded. It's like, no, they'll have a saxophonist on stage playing saxophone. It's like, and,
1: if, it's, if it's present in
0: the album, yeah, it's gonna be present. If, in the if you hear violin, they have a violin, it's on stage. Crazy. Like,
1: I have to say, I have a deep respect for musicians that put that kind of effort into their craft.
0: Yeah, um, I think a lot of people kind of fell off of them after The Suburbs. A lot of people didn't like their most recent two albums. Me personally, I do like their most recent two albums, I think they're very catchy, they're different. Um, they're not as, as I, I would say. I don't even know how to describe them. They're they're not as mainstream. Like uh, I don't even know if they, any of their albums are really mainstream. But
1: like, I don't mean, know if I would classify them. I I can only really think of one song, and I'm pretty sure it's off of Suburbs. And yeah, like and I, I mean, really classify them as like mainstream. Like four of the songs on their first album are called Neighborhood One, Neighborhood
0: Two, Neighborhood Three, and <laughs> Neighborhood Four. Like they're very weird tracks and. Um. Yeah, like they're da- they're definitely not going to be for everybody, but like for anybody that has not heard Arcade Fire or know anything by Arcade Fire, start with Funeral because I think it's their best album. Their second album is Neon Bible, which is different but pretty catchy. And then th- three is the Suburbs, which is what they won a Grammy for. Um, after that. It may, you may kind of lose you, but me personally, I think it just gotten weirder, but I also think it's very catchy and very good and well written. And they have five albums. So just check them all out at your own, uh, your own pace, but they sound great live and it sucks because they played in Windsor. I don't know, three or four years ago now and they weren't promoted at all. Nobody gave a shit. I went to the show and there was literally like. capacity at the WFCU. I mean,
1: the nice thing about that is you get a pretty intimate show, but it's only intimate if they are like, oh man, this is weak. (laughs) I I felt very bad for the band and
0: I felt really ashamed of Windsor that, like, a Grammy nominated band and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And it was was a great show. They played awesome. It's not like they were like, ah, fuck this, we're going to phone this in in 45 minutes and fuck off because nobody showed up. They played a full show and it sounded awesome and like credit to them, you know, so nice, Nice. yeah, Um, check out Mm RK
1: Fire if you know. right. so my next pick is um, one of the other bands that I kind of like as I have kind of been going down this list and saying that as I was in the pop-punk phase, I kind of started to phase into like some more like mellow kind of more chilled out kind of stuff and this was one of the okay. early ones it was uh the early november the room is too cold nice
0: so
1: you're do you, you never really got into i know a bit of all of
0: I, i'm not yeah. super familiar with them but i have
1: yeah listened to them. yeah yeah so like i really i got in this is the album i kind of got into them from uh i remember getting into them from watching the drive through records dvd and they had a couple of live performances on there, and one of them, which is still to this day my favorite song off the album, is "Baby Blue." Uh, okay. it's, it was a live performance of them playing "Baby Blue," and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" These guys, first of all, these guys have some insane energy, and it's not—it's not one of the slower songs. Like I'd say, it rocks pretty good, but um, you yeah, know, they're more—I think they're more known for like kind of their more like chilled out, mellow kind of stuff. I do think yeah. that some of those like rocker kind of big big rock sound songs uh like are some of their more popular ones but i think as a whole they're known as for being kind of like the more chilled out kind of band right so uh, i remember
0: it was being really mellow
1: Yeah, they're super chill, right? And uh, Ace, the lead singer, main writer for the band, like he writes everything on an acoustic guitar. So a lot of the albums at the beginning, like, were put out in acoustic format as well. So to kind of show, like, this is what it was at the beginning, and then this is kind of what it turned into. And but even on this album alone, there's two like fully acoustic albums or uh, songs. One of them even has like a violin and stuff on it. It's like, yeah, it's it's cool. It's like a good one, and it's got a couple good like little vocal cameos there's like a good little uh surprise visit by uh, kenny from the starting line in there um so yeah like i just i really love it like i said baby blue like yeah i would say if you get into baby blue you'd like anything but like it's i would say baby blue's relatively unique on that album uh but they do have some harder like not harder but like more rockier songs than just like chill songs uh mountain range in my living room's another like super good one but, yeah, um, I, just, I love the whole album front to back. Like I Again, it's one of those ones I could put on and just, like, listen to. Like, it's just – it's it's good, man. It's – I really do dig Do you it. appreciate the more acoustic or as, like, a full band? I used to appreciate it more acoustic because I, there was a long phase where, like, I was really into acoustic. But I just find that I need to be in the mood for that now. So yeah. I, that's not to say that I don't revisit. Like, about – three years ago, maybe they put out like a greatest hits thing, but instead of just re-putting everything out, Ace re-recorded all the, his favorite ones acoustic, like re-recorded them acoustically and added like some reverb on his voice and added some like more, like more instruments that are like still kind of stripped down. So he kind of like in made like an enhanced acoustic version of like a bunch of songs that were his favorite of the bands. So it was like kind of like a reimagining of some of the songs. And it was, super good. Like I fucking loved it. And like, That's good. yeah. And then similar to Arcade Fire For You, like, uh, I remember I saw them in, in Vancouver. Like I think they were actually the last band I saw before COVID hit. So it's like very recent. They put out an album last year and or the year before 2019. And, um, I didn't necessarily care for it, but man, I went to the show we got there. It was like this little small bar, like there was like 30 of us there and honestly they could have phoned it in so bad but because the 30 of us that were there were like loving it so like yeah. they immediately picked up on that and like they rocked so fucking hard and it was just awesome. it was such a good show man honestly like yeah yeah it was it was great and they played they played some pretty good like deep cuts like as much as i like some of their newer stuff, uh, like the stuff that really stands out in my mind, are the is the first EP and and the, this is the fir- their first full length, which is "The Room Is Too Cold." So, "Baby Blue," it early November." That's the song you want to check out. It's fucking. Kind of, it
0: kind of reminds me of Dashboard Confessional. Absolutely, there's
1: total Dashboard vibes. Where, yeah, like um, I love Dashboard Acoustic,
0: and I hate them as a full band.
1: Me too. <laughs> that's
0: my. Yeah, like I feel like when. Chris Caraba um, performs an album and it's very acoustic. Like, um, I think that's their best material. And they've released a few of their albums acoustic and as a full band. Yes, and they're side I love and the full band side I can't stand. Yeah. And I've seen them live as a full band and just as Chris Caraba live acoustically. Yep. And like, it's night and day, like, to me. And so, like, I totally understand that aspect of like the acoustic balance of, of a band and, and you know, I love dashboard confessional but
1: yeah yep yeah, yeah i remember seeing i think the only time i ever saw dashboard was as a band and yeah i mean that was i didn't really have any uh thing to compare it to but like he sure. did play a couple songs acoustically but yeah, yeah I, I definitely prefer uh dashboard as an acoustic act over over a full band so but yeah if you were into dashboard i would definitely and you don't know the early november i would say like it it should be a relatively easy transition into that because they're they're relatively similar
0: especially
1: the earlier stuff the the later stuff gets a little different but still Uh, i think i've
0: only heard their first album
1: so yeah yeah this this is a super i I just i really like it it's it's good rock it rocks in all the right ways for me Um, yeah man
0: all right so second to last
1: oh man i I haven't even thought about metric in like a million years oh my god
0: metric fantasies um i love metric metric is one of my absolute favorite bands also canadian also canadian from toronto um that's their fourth album they have seven out i think their most recent two are probably their weakest albums but i still really like them but um i think you can't go wrong with any of their first five albums like that album they did after fantasies is Synthetica, which is my second favorite album by them. But
1: what was their one before your pick? Um, yeah, I can't remember. That was the one I think I got um, into a bit.
0: I can't think right now. Hold on, I'll look it up real quick.
1: It's hard. But- hard- hard to keep track even when i'm trying to think of names of some songs i'm like man i I don't remember the names anymore i just know i like the songs
0: i should know this because i'm I'm, it's one of my favorite bands but i just can't think of it i grew up in blow away i don't
1: know if that was the one there's one i remember getting into i had one like i bought one album of theirs that like i just can't remember where it was in the timeline
0: yeah um i don't know i i think this band is is extremely talented they're awesome live. um I think that Emily Haynes is one of the best live performers I've seen, probably out of all the live music I've seen. She's gorgeous. She's fucking phenomenal live. Um, yeah, they're just a really, really talented band. And I, I think they're really underappreciated. I mean, they're pretty popular now. I think mean, they're pretty famous worldwide, but um, it's just, I think they're underappreciated still. Like, I, I just, I love them. They're very like, uh, Synthy, but. I would say more indie rock than anything. Yeah, I'd say indie. They have a lot of synth vibes in there. Um, yeah, really a it's,
1: lot of electronic elements for sure. I would yeah, there's
0: a lot of electronic parts in their songs. They have pop books in there, but they're more of a rock band than anything, I would say. Yeah, indie rock. But um, yeah, they're just really, really skilled live. They perform live. They're awesome. I've seen them twice. They're phenomenal. I don't think you can go wrong any album you pick out, but I would recommend Fantasies and then I would check out Synthetica before, after that. Um, but yeah, that's my number two choice nice. or number two choice, whatever whatever, we want.
1: whatever however, we're
0: whatever good. number we're at. That's my choice.
1: All right. So my last one is not a Canadian band, but it's pretty close. They're a Detroit band. <laughs> So, oh fireworks. Yeah, yeah. So my so my next pick is Gospel by Fireworks. So so yeah, so a funny thing with this band is like uh I I like used to play in bands a lot, and I know I don't think a lot of people know that. I know you do, but uh and I, I, remember. Went, well, I remember when I first went to see a band that I really love called Nest, which will appear on our next my next week's list. Uh there is this Band of like 13 year olds that opened the show called Publicity Stunt. And it was like these little fucking punk kids. And like, I remember at the time, I was like, we need to get them to play in Windsor. Cause like, I knew they were local, cause I could just tell them yeah. they were just kids, right? <laughs> so like, I remember, like, I set up a show. I was, ha- I booked shows at the time. I had them come over and like, I- we met them at the border. They- their parents dropped them off. We loaded my dad's van up with their gear took them to my house, and then, like, went and hang out in my basement, like, them, their band, and my band. And, like, they're, like, fucking, like, playing craps, like, for, like, dollar bills. Like, like just these little street punk kids, right? And then, like, from there, they kind of, there was, a, we kind of were introduced to another Michigan band, Half the Battle, and then from those two bands came Fireworks. And, like, I got to kind of see it kind of happen sink behind the scenes because one of my friends, Lauren was dating someone in the band for like a pretty long time. So as the band was like putting demos and stuff together, I got to hear them and I got to like, I got to see a lot of that stuff before it was ever even presented to labels. And then when they finally like actually made it, I was like, holy fuck, like I know these guys, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they actually put out quite a few albums. They put out three full lengths, uh, and an EP, uh, like on a proper record label and, uh, I really like all three of them, but to be honest, the one that really stands out is their second one it's called Gospel and uh there's just a lot of catchy catchy pop punk it, it's pop punk like it's just fast yeah. pop punk. There's nothing super amazing about it. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what really makes it stand out. It's just I think he's a really good lyricist, and I think uh they they are good at like constructing like a catchy song. Like, you know, I think arrows is like, just, it's so fucking catchy. And I think like Detroit, which is on a different album, but like, I think Detroit's another like amazing fucking song. And it's just, they're, they're, they're good. they have disbanded since I saw them on the last tour. They did. They played with newfound glory, I think. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 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 Was it Newfound? I think it was, I went to Seattle to see newfound and I'm pretty sure fireworks opened
0: i didn't know they broke
1: up yeah they broke up i think they were trying to like switch up their style a bit so the last album they did was called i can't remember it's good i like it i just my memories shit from being a pothead for so long um (laughs) (laughs) but like there was a couple songs on that album that were like pretty different stylistically like you know almost like from pop punk to like just a rock band right like something you hear on 89x or something like that right alternative rock kind of thing right and it was uh, it actually yeah yeah and and like to be fair like they did well with that sound like if you look on their spotify like none of the songs on this album on gospel even touch those two songs that kind of have that more like rocky sound like it's like i think arrows or i think gospel songs have like you know you know, under 100,000 listens or something like that. And then, like, those yeah. ones like, in the millions, right? So it's, like, you know, night and day difference. But, uh, but yeah, if you're into just good old pop punk, some, like, fast, good pop punk from Michigan, <laughs> uh, the guys in Fireworks, they just, they do it right. It's, yeah, I fucking, I really like it. They do so- really good.
0: I went over to their Wikipedia just to see what album you were talking about after Gospel. It's called Oh Common Life. Oh Common Life, that's the one. Uh, but apparently, they have an, an album coming
1: out. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I did actually hear one song they put out a, as a teaser like a while ago, and like stylistically, it was like not even the same band. Like you would never even.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know details. All it just says is it's called Highly Lonely Power. And uh it was delayed because of COVID and it remains without a release date as of March twenty twenty
1: one. So Oh, so that I oh man, I hope they don't stylistically go too far. I feel like they will, but I
0: don't know. I mean, they they did on,
1: so I understand they're they posted on Twitter for the
0: first time in two years in twenty nineteen, and uh that was the first leak of the album and then it was supposed to be released in twenty twenty, but it got delayed because of COVID, so hmm. I'll have
1: to look into that. Hopefully it comes yep. out soon. I'd love to see some new stuff from them. So I always thought they broke up. I feel like they were really struggling to kind of find the sound they were wanting. And I feel like it was like starting to show in their live show. Cause like, I remember the first time I saw them, their live show, like it was amazing. Like they were just so like everywhere. They were jumping everywhere and they were just so full of energy. And then like, yeah, I don't know. It just... it. it I don't know. It didn't... I, it didn't even seem like they were enjoying themselves the last time I saw them. It was unfortunate. Yeah, and you can tell that, right? Like,
0: yeah. you know when a band's enjoying themselves and loves playing those songs and when yep. they don't, and it's, it's just obvious from their stage performance when they're energetic to, into the songs. You know, they still love playing the songs. And, like, I, I, I'm amazed... I, I mean, this is kind of off-topic, but I'm, I'm amazed when you see, like, a band like Blink-182 or whatever really famous band that has... You know, twenty famous singles that like everybody knows the band by. Like, you really think Blink One Eighty Two wants to go out and on the stage and play all the small things for the thirty million? No. It's like fuck no. Those guys probably hate that song at this yep. point, but they come out and they fucking perform that song. Like they, it's the first time they've ever played that song, and and that's when you know you have like a fun live band. And um, yeah, you can just tell when a band comes out they're into it that yeah they're into it, they're out of it, they're, they want to go.
1: Yeah, like even the fact that they didn't, when I saw them last, they didn't play a single song from the first album. And I was just like, oof, okay, I get it. I remember,
0: I don't think you were there. I think it was, yeah, I don't think you were there. Um, I don't want to say names on the podcast just in case people don't want to be called out. But um, we went, I, I went with friends to go see Blink 182, The Used, and Taking Back Sunday. Yep. Right when, like, The Used started blowing up and Taking Back Sunday had been pretty big and um they used just just released their second album yep um and they were performing live and they they were playing all second album songs and then fucking Bert comes out he's like we're gonna play an old song and i was like oh fuck yeah we're gonna get first album song and he played the first single off the second album
1: and i was like
0: (laughs) what the fuck and like yeah the whole, the whole set was basically all new songs. It had basically nothing off the first album, and I was just surprised by that.
1: Did Did you ever find... Do you know why that happened? I think I know why that happened. I don't know. I think he got a thing with his uh, throat, with his voice.
0: Oh, yeah, and he it, can't
1: scream anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what happened, so...
0: Yeah, he he got, like... Um, I don't want to... I don't... I, I'm speaking... Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Totally. I know. But I, I, remember. I remember that, like, during their first big tour, he was, like, throwing up after yep. sets because of how bad he was screaming, yep. and uh, I think it, like, fucked up his throat and his vocal cords and stuff, yep. and, like, I'm pretty sure he, like, seen doctors or, or um, actual, like, uh, vocalists or whatever that told him, like, if he like, keeps it at he's doing his vocal cords. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, that's why they cut out so much screaming out of the second album, and then, like, from, I think after the second album, they went... Into the fucking toilet,
1: but yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, I never really got into the years even past the first album, to be honest. The first album, I, I love was the second album, album but awesome. I yeah, yeah, that's another right. good one.
0: My last choice,
1: okay, last choice. The
0: tenth, the tenth choice of this week's episode is City and Color.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not a big City and Color fan, but I know them at least. If I should go before you. So um, where does that land in terms of release schedule for them? Is that their second?
0: No, that's their... Fifth? Shit. Fourth or fifth. I can't remember for sure. Um, Crazy. Hold on, let me look real quick. But um,
1: Another Canadian.
0: Um... It opens up with a nine-minute song. It's awesome. It's called Woman. It's my favorite track on the album. It's super moody, super chill. I mean, anybody that does know City in Color, it's Dallas Green from Alexis on Fire's side project. Dallas Green being City in Color. He started this, like, side acoustic project, basically. Oh, my God. Um, I
1: never got that. (laughs) Really? Oh, No. I never got that. I never really put any thought into it, but that's fucking you ever get that when it's like you get something, you're like, oh my god, I feel like Mike Myers. <laughs> oh <remember>. my god. <laughs> oh my god, I just got that. <laughs> if you were here, I'd slap you. <laughs> City in color, Dallas Green. There you go. It's the fifth album out of seven. Okay. So um
0: yeah, I, I uh, have
1: seven albums, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. I think probably everybody would recognize Tracks Albums Sometimes, which is their first album. Uh, they had a few like really big singles off that album. Uh, while he was still touring with Alexis on Fire, it was basically his side project. In between touring with City in Color and, and um, Alexis on Fire, he'd record new albums and so on and so forth. So he kind of bounced back and forth between projects, but then when Alexis on Fire broke up, this was like his main project. So um, he kept putting out stuff within city of color yeah pretty yeah pretty pretty regularly every obviously got
1: seven albums Fuck, man
0: yeah so um yeah i think it's their best album by far i i i I don't know if it's going to be for everybody it's very mellow um it's definitely a very moody album it's definitely an album i recommend like i i'm a very um how, how do you explain this I, I love setting the scene to listen to an album in. So You're like I love um yeah, very immersive. Like I love setting the mood for an album. So I will like turn off the lights, I will light candles, I will put on the vinyl, um, that type of thing where like it's nighttime, the mood just strikes me right. And um this is definitely a type of album where I think like listening at night it makes the album better. Like having the lights off really immerses you in the music and it really sets the mood for what you're listening to and um yeah i just really think it's a really really well written he's an awesome lyricist if you really like dive deep into his lyrics really really well written he's extremely talented vocalist he's a very talented guitarist um yeah i I just is it i've seen them live he's awesome live the thing i can say weirdly about his live show is i went to see him at the casino and um during one of the songs, I can't—I couldn't tell you which song it was, but during one of the songs, somebody proposed to their girlfriend during the song. Oh,
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah and after the song, of course, he, like, stopped and he goes, oh, did two people, pr- did, did you propose to your girlfriend? And he, like, called them out and, we, like, congratulated them and everything like that. And then, like, he kept playing, and we got, like, I don't know, maybe three or four songs later, and then somebody else proposed to their girlfriend.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Really, you want to be the guy that was second choice at proposing to your girlfriend during the City and Color? Like, if somebody else beat you to the punch, I think Put you should. Just, yeah, I just agree. just call it a day. Don't don't propose to your girlfriend that day. But <laughs> and then so like he stopped the show again after that that proposal, and he was like, "We got a second one tonight."
1: And like, like everyone be fucking
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and he's that type of musician where like it's definitely a very like romantic mood setting. Um you know, kind of like boyfriend-girlfriend type or, or whatever, significant other-significant other type music. Uh, I don't want to disclude anybody, but like um, although a lot of his lyrics are very melancholy and very dealing with mature subject matter issue, so yeah. not all of it is love songs. It's it, There's a lot of stuff that deals with heavy shit. So, the only thing um, I
1: remember from them is don't forget to save your scissors. Right.
0: That or something? Yeah, I don't remember. That's exactly. all sometimes. Yeah. That's that was like the really, really, really popular song. I don't listen to the radio anymore, so they have may have had 15 singles from then that like blew all the fuck up. I have no idea. But that was their like very first like super popular single that got me into them.
1: Yeah. And
0: I was actually into them before I was into Alexis on Fire. So Yeah.
1: It's funny. Um,
0: yeah, they're just really, really talented and uh, I, I recommend them to everybody. I think check them out. Another Canadian band, obviously from St. Catharines, just like lessons on Fire. So um yeah, that's my ninth Canadian band. So
1: Damn son. So you know yeah. what I kinda thought we could do to kind of end this off is uh maybe we can quickly zip through our first five that we missed again, even just just a quick even just a really fast you know, run through what really stands out just so that way we got some context from kind of the beginning. Right. Cause I know we just kind of zipped through them real quick and it's, you know, everything else gets all this conversation and then those get nothing. Yep. I mean, it had something, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So our first five, got deleted obviously, cause, um, I'm an idiot or it by accident. Nah,
1: it's not your fault. You had a, your... it, it is what it
0: actually. is. But, um, yeah. So we started off with our five and then Instagram shit out on us and we lost the first hour of this podcast. So, uh, real quick we'll we'll jump in to our top five we'll just take like 10 minutes maybe so this is a solid hour long podcast and then um next week we will do another top 10
1: next week will probably be two hours so anyone who's on a timeline you probably should plan for two hours because realistically that's what we're dealing with but if if we would have have lost that first hour we this would have taken us two hours yeah all right hop into your first one real quick Okay, so yeah, so I started with Blink-182 self-titled, and I guess the takeaway points from that conversation were, uh, you know, obviously, uh, for people who don't know me personally, Blink-182 was like a humongous part of my life. Uh, you know, I I was... You know, I would definitely say that they are my favorite band of all time. Like, I just... It, for a lot of reasons, it's well beyond the music at this point. You know, the person I am today is because of the obsession that I had with Blink 182. So that's where uh, my friendship started. So totally. Yeah, totally. It was a common place for a lot of my friendships to start. And it's uh it was like a a uh, entry point for me for a lot of music. Like uh you know what I mean? So it, it that was really when I really got invested in Blink, that is really where the, my love for music started. Even though yeah, I always listened to music before that. And I yeah.
0: So that was my second album, I, the second album I ever owed after Our Lady Pieces clumsy was Enema of the State. So, nice. um, it it caught me early too, and that's where we started talking at at our work about about bands and music. And it was the second band I ever seen live was Blink One Eighty Two. Like I love them, I was obsessed with them. Yep. His the self titled album I think is their best album as well. So me like, mass choice perfect. If you haven't, for some reason, heard that album, for whatever reason, I mean, definitely start there. I think it's their best album, but... I would agree with that. Yeah. Totally.
1: Do you want to so, go back and forth? I think it's better if we go Yeah, back let's just go back and forth. forth. Okay.
0: So, my choice first was The White Stripes Elephant. Um, if you don't know The White Stripes, are from Detroit, Michigan. It's their Could fourth be. album. Um... They're broken up now. They had a few albums after that, which uh, Matt brought up, Icky Found, which was the last album, which is also so really, good. really cool. Um, I highly recommend that, but you know this album from Seven Nation Army. Um, if you don't know Seven Nation Army, you can hear it in fucking every arena for sports. <laughs> they play it during every game, everything, like Seven Nation Army has blown up. But... um as soon as you hear it, as soon as you play it, you'll know. You'll recognize it immediately. Yeah, it I agree. Weird.
1: That's one of those songs that will live on for a long, like uh, forever, right? It'll be one of those songs that people out of our generation will know.
0: But I mean, yeah, so, yeah, I started with this band just because Jack White's one of my favorite musicians alive. Like, I'm a huge Jack White fan. If you don't know Jack White, he also is in the Contours, He's also in uh, the Dead Weather. He has three solo albums. He's an extremely talented musician, guitarist, vocalist. A solo album's vocalist.
1: called Jack White. Jack White.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's no. Uh, one's called Blunderbuss. One's called Fuck. I can't even think. Um, hold on. He's a very weird musician. He's a very old school guy. He loves playing like to to tape. He likes taking yeah. one tape to record. He's um, he 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 like revolutionized vinyl in the modern day where like he has vinyl pressing plants. Um, he he's taking care of a lot of repressings of old albums and stuff like that because uh, he's really
1: into it. Um, yeah. Um, oh, have you ever heard that? Did you ever listen to the Jack Black episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? Yep. And he talks about when he went to uh, Jack White's yeah. house or whatever. And he, yep. <laughs> he's like, he's got two giant taxidermy lions and he oh, sits yeah. on a throne between these two lions. So he can read between the lions. <laughs> he's so
0: weird, dude. Like he's a really weird dude. Anybody that, um, hasn't seen the documentary, it might get loud. I definitely recommend that documentary.
1: That
0: either. Um, it's Jack White. Um, uh, fuck, I'm going to forget uh, names right now. Um, the Edge from YouTube. And um, fuck, hold on. Uh, uh, See, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Nice. And um, yeah, they basically go over the guitar styles throughout the the documentary. It's like maybe 65 minutes, 70 minutes long.
1: Hmm, interesting. That know. actually be pretty interesting.
0: Um, yeah, they, they compare guitar styles. Jack White is obviously, like, notorious for playing as limited as possible. Like, he'll take an old fucking accordion that he bought in, like, a hand-me-down used store and fucking play that live, where, like, the Edge from U2 is notorious for how how much pedals and, um, like, effects. different tech he puts into his music so that it, like, distorts the sound and everything like that. And it just kind of compares to guitar styles. And then they obviously have Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, one of the most famous bands in the world, and how he wrote some of his songs and how he plays and his style and so on and so forth. And they all kind of just like sit around a table and, and jam and talk things out and everything like that. And it's
1: really, really great documentary. So I highly recommend it. Nice. I like it. I'm okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, my, my next one uh, was uh, Dog Problems by The Format so for anybody who doesn't know who the format is if you've ever heard of the band called Fun uh, they did that song Some Nights that was really popular and uh, that other one that was really popular what was it called? The other one that was super popular the first single We Are Young? No. Yeah We Are, we are young. young. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so anyways, if, you're, if you know that band, this is the band that that singer originally was from. He was in a two-piece band with another guy named Sam, and they were called The Format. And this album is their last album before they disbanded. And uh, basically, it's kind of like a musical journey through... I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how the best way. We. I even said this the last time. I don't really know how to best describe it. They're it's really like, rare, they're very quirky very quirky it's got a lot of catchy components to it as well um and it's they're one of those bands that is like ryan was just saying about jack white is like you know you'll listen in the background and you'll hear somebody like hitting something with a pencil or like taking a deck of cards and running them over bicycle spokes and like it's those are the kind of things it's a really good uh album if you want to like ryan said earlier set the mood and and yeah. and you know like really immerse yourself in the sounds uh this is one of those ones where like you can keep your ears busy for a long time because there's a lot of cool shit buried under all the different tracks um and yeah it's just a really good catchy thing for anybody who's can handle a hook like it's just yeah he's got a really good voice and uh he knows how to use it and yeah great love very it's awesome they're just all around really really fantastic so
0: highly highly recommend you checking that album mode as well as the fun albums out because he's a great performer live and uh, we had mentioned earlier if you missed it that like I don't understand why why he hasn't put out a new album in recent mm-hmm. years it's fun blew up like crazy with their some nights album and they, they should have returned and put out a third album right away and they just didn't do it and I'm shocked by that but.
1: maybe he couldn't handle the fame
0: I I think it was A the pressure of following up an album that yeah. blew up that big. That's a hard and
1: thing. B, to up.
0: Yeah. I, I think maybe he didn't want to do something in the same genre or style and felt kind of yeah. shoeboxed. Shoeboxed in by the, the, the blowing upness of that album, yeah, like yeah. the, the you, fame you got really from that album.
1: Stray. You really can't stray yeah. too far when you put out something like that.
0: Yeah, any fan of the band is going to expect a similar sounding album after that. So I agree. I think I agree. That was part of the album. Well, but what's yours? Um, so I don't. I only did one, right?
1: Yeah, round two. All
0: right. So uh, my second one was Alexis on Fire, Old Crows, Young Cardinals. Um, obviously, I just finished talking about City and Color not too long ago. This is you know the first band kind of Dallas Green was in, but it's like a, a post-hardcore. Style band originally. This album is a lot more um, hard rock, yeah. more than hardcore or anything like that. But um, it's the last album before they broke up. They're kind of back together now. They've released a few songs. They made tour. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. I hope they put out another album, but um, yeah, stylistically a little bit different. They dropped some of the screaming out of their previous efforts and kind of just made it like a hard rock album. And it's just really well written. It's about kind of them maturing as, as musicians, maturing as people, growing up, not really fitting into the current style that they were expected to. And, uh, that's what got me into the band. And, um, after this ba- album, I kind of went back into their previous few albums and got into crisis a lot. So I can recommend that album as well, as well as, uh, their EP dog, dog blood, uh, dog's blood. Um, it's really, really solid too, but. Um, yeah, Alexis on Fire is a band I haven't seen live, but I've seen City in Color live, Dallas Green's an awesome performer live so I, I assume that Alexis on Fire would be just as talented just as uh, well received, so
1: that was my second
0: choice
1: Nice, uh, it's funny because of the first top, the first 10 we've given only one band on mine is a band I haven't seen and they are my the band I want to see the most because I haven't seen them, everyone else on the list I've seen so far Nice actually everyone on the whole list i've seen except two that's funny one next week one this week so uh my next one is uh based on a true story by the starting line um and yeah i kind of really got off track when we talked about this one initially but i'll say that my love for this album really sparked back up when they did their live stream back in january where they played uh their two main albums front to back Um, after being uh, basically disbanded for 13 years. Um, And it sounded so amazing. And they even played a bunch of songs that they've never played live before during those sessions. So uh, it really, really brought me back into the fold of the starting line. And uh, last time that I did a list like this, I was pushing Direction, which was the last album they put out as a band before they broke up. Uh, But I'm thinking now that uh, this one is probably the one that I would say uh, has probably lasted the test of time. Uh, It was their first, uh, that was their second full length, sorry, based on a true story. And it was kind of the start of the shift uh, to a different sound. Again, they kind of started as just like a plain old pop punk band. And then this was kind of like the shift before we got to like the big change in the next album. So uh, based on a true story. That's the name of the album. And if you're looking for a good song off of it, uh, Surprise, Surprise is amazing.
0: Right on. So my next choice was Death from Above, 1979. You're a Woman, I'm a Machine. They're also uh, from Toronto. Um, very quirky, weird sounding two piece band. Just bass guitar and drummer. The drummer sings. Weird. So weird. Um, yeah, they're very different sounding. I don't know any other band that sounds like them. It's no, very heavy sounding. Um, I, I I don't even really know how to describe their sound. It's like a hard rock slash metal sound, but it's just bass driven, so it's very, very different. Not like Primus. Um, I don't even know really how to describe them, but they're awesome, they're really talented. They have four albums. This is their first album, my favorite album, but um, yeah. They're called Death From Above 1979. They kind of dropped in 1979 more recently. So you may see, if you, you're seeking them out, you may see them. It's just called Death From Above. But um, really solid band and really talented. And it's another band I haven't seen live that I would love to see live. So and Canadian. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, almost all the choices is to be Canadian. So uh, I'm keeping the Moose Milk name as a Canadian podcast <laughs> promoting... Canadian
1: he's getting that milk moose milk right from the teat right from the teat exactly it's the exactly. way i like it. it's the good stuff so the next one for me is the the band from this week that is on my list that i still haven't seen and that is alkaline trio and the album is good morning awesome. yeah so i still really need to see alkaline trio badly but uh yeah. matt being in blink is really ruining that opportunity for me but that's okay. I'm fine with it, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I really love the album Good Morning. Uh, as I said before, um, you know, I really jump back and forth between this and maybe I'll Catch Fire and even a little bit of From Here to Infirmatory too. But um, yeah, if you're looking for a good pop-punk band, I, I don't even know if I'd call them pop-punk. They're not really pop-punk. They're kind of like, like, like punk rock. dark, Yeah, like punk gothic, rock. Gothic punk yeah. rock. It's like they yeah. have a song on Good Morning where it's like, they talk about like slitting their throat in the bug come out and so I was like yeah it, it's a little wild the, the, the lyrical content like I had a, a few times where like Kate's kind of looked at me like what the fuck are they saying like I don't know man yeah. just let it go it's all theatrics it's just for the fun yeah. but yeah. um, but yeah I I I, uh, I think I pretty much pimped the song Emma when we talked about this earlier yeah. that we lost it Uh the song Emma on this album is a really really good representation of what you're going to get from yeah. any alkaline trio album which is just like a quick a swift kick of punk rock with some pretty sweet bass lines and some pretty yeah. unique voices um yeah. uh, and and dan both have uh some pretty unique voices so yeah you
0: can definitely see why blink recruited uh, skiba into the band It's because totally. he's used to that vocal style and yeah. uh, of, of competing vocals kind of thing and, That's what Alkaline Trio really, really, you know, successful at is, 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 is the vocals intermixing, but they're both distinct in a way that it it sounds really good.
1: So, yep, I um, agree. It's like it shouldn't work, but it does work. Yeah. I mean, I I said
0: earlier that I really love the album Crimson and and Matt wasn't as huge on it, but um, that would be the album I would recommend outside of this album is, is to check out Crimson, but. Um, yeah, I think they're a really, really talented band and, and definitely underappreciated.
1: I would definitely agree with that. Need to see yeah. that shit. I almost saw them once. I almost saw them with Vermont on Bashes. And I think the reason I didn't go is because there was, like, way too many concerts that month, and I was like, something's got to get cut. Yeah. But, well, I'll see Aqualine Trio eventually. And here yeah. I am. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> like, 15 years later. Fox. That's the problem. Is
0: is My biggest recommendation for people that love music and love live shows is See a band when you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally because agree
1: because
0: you never know if that's yep. your last opportunity to see that band. So yep,
1: I agree. Um
0: anyway, my fourth choice was Hannah Georges for Evelyn. Um she's a singer songwriter, very, very chill, very mellow music, uh female obviously from um, BC. Um She's very mellow, very melancholy. Talks about a lot of heavy shit. This most of this album's very um about death and, and recovering from losing somebody and stuff like that. But I've seen her open for Mother Mother. Um, very very talented live musician. I picked up her albums immediately as soon as she started singing, just because of how talented she was. So um, I highly recommend checking her out. She has four albums out. This is her third album. But uh, I'm not huge on her first album, but I definitely think the second, third, and fourth album are very, uh, very worth checking out. So, um, underappreciated, but very talented musician.
1: Nice. I don't have a statement on here because I don't listen to it. So, (laughs) 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 yeah. Uh, So, the last one I'm going to hit here is uh, an album called Trampoline by Steel Train. So, this album is probably like, one of my top favorite albums, like top three for sure and on you know any given day could be my number one um it is by a band that uh, stylistically made a very drastic change when coming to this album and it really stood out in my mind i remember seeing it live uh before the album came out and like uh it stuck with me until the album came out and when i heard it it's like i remembered everything that i saw them play live which like doesn't really usually happen with me. Um but yeah, I think I don't know if it was just the time of my life uh where this yeah. album just really spoke to me but like, you know, everything else they've done has been like good. Like the self-titled album that came after this was good, but like, you know, to me like it they're not even in the same category. Like I just I I put Trampoline up on a level way higher than anything else they've ever put out. So, uh so yeah, the, the album's called Trampoline. Uh the best kind of songs are like firecracker or I feel weird or black eye probably would be like the best choices. But even like the last song, like I remember after the album came out the last song on it's called the women I belong to. And I just like, I fucking love that song, but it's kind of like a slower kind of like yeah. a slow build. And I remember I saw them do a live video where they all stood in Jack's living room, holding something, from the house like whether it was like a spoon or a comb and while jack played guitar these guys all used just like a regular household thing like a glass with a spoon and like played other parts of the song and it was just man it was yeah. so fantastic it was so fantastic
0: no, I, I also really love this album and um uh, you know matt got me into the band back way way back in the day I I wasn't what it was it? 2003
1: i think yeah. that was, or four I don't
0: know whatever it was, but um, yeah, I definitely like this album. I love their self-titled one as well. But if you're into fun, uh, this is a band that kind of not similar in style, but kind of
1: you can definitely similarities fun. though. Yeah. yeah, I think you can. I think you can see definitely. the progression
0: the fun. Yeah, and I mean, he recommended the format. This is the amalgamation. Fun was the amalgamation of of, of uh, the format and Seal Train. But that's right. Um, yeah, it's they're very very talented. It, there's a lot of catchy tracks on that album, so I definitely recommend
1: it. Sure is. Yeah, it's an awesome it's an awesome album. So if you uh, if you can get into it, it's yeah, it's honestly it's good from front to back. I love the whole thing. Yeah, for sure.
0: So my last choice was uh, Mother Mother on oh My Heart. Um, another British Columbia band. Uh, I've seen them live probably six times. Really really talented live. A friend of mine got me into this album. So, um, Who did get you into this? Friend, like, what's that?
1: Who got you into this band?
0: Uh, my friend Michelle. Mm. Um, she, I, I had never heard of the band. She gave me a, a, a recommendation of checking them out. And uh, yeah, they're just really, really good. This is their second album, but their first album is really good as well. Nice. Stylistically, I, I, I couldn't really describe them. They change pretty much every album um, from like a more folky sound to a more like indie rock sound to um i don't even know like a popular sound at at times like they're kind of all over the map they have a female vocalist as well as a male vocalist um they're just they're just kind of out there they do their own thing and um i don't really think there's another band that kind of sounds like them out there so i they're unique
1: but but they're it's funny because i find them easily accessible for how unique sounding they are
0: yeah, I, 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 I don't think I
1: agree with that, but every time I put it on, she's like, What is this shit? I'm like, Alright, take it easy, will ya? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's for everybody <laughs> by any means, yeah. but
0: um I just find them very, very catchy. They they have hooks and um yeah, I I, I don't know. I they have I think six five or six albums out now, and they're working on their next album right now. Nice. I think it comes out in like June or something like that, but um yeah, they're just really, really good live. They're really, really uh, talented. I think they don't have a really bad album out of all their albums. And uh, if you're looking for a different, interesting Canadian band that you might not have known, I definitely recommend Mother Mother.
1: I like Touch Up. That's what that, yeah, I, think that that's, great. I think between Oh My Heart and Touch Up, but I think I might skew even closer to Touch Up because it's weird, and I like it's that. weird.
0: Um, Eureka is the third album, and like it definitely changed stylistically as well, yeah. and. Um, yeah they they just never really stick to one sounding song one sounding album like mm-hmm. song to song they even change kind of stylistically so it's i don't know they're they're weird um but it's i like it nice
1: to be I like so them. unrestricted as a band to be like yeah
0: i feel like they just kind of do whatever feels right for them at the moment it's and they clearly have a lot of different influences. So yeah. it, it just works as a band. And um, yeah, I don't think they're well-known enough. They play a lot of small shows in Canada. I don't know how well-known they are in the States, but um, I recommend them. I, I definitely check them out. Okay. so That's it.
1: Wait. Wait. Okay. So as I was kind of like doing this list and putting stuff together, uh, I thought it'd be cool to like, maybe hit one album each week that we maybe were jamming to that maybe didn't hit our lists for any particular reason. I don't know. Like, so I wanted to kind of bring up an album that I kind of jumped back into that I forgot how much I enjoyed, but like it's not enjoyed to the point where I would ever say it's like a favorite. It's just like, I've been, I put it on just because yeah, like when I was kind of going through my library and i was like oh my god i forgot how much i really enjoyed this album and then kate's like you're not gonna put that on your list are you because it seems like a really weird pick to put on the list of like best albums ever yeah but i thought it would be funny to like just see if you had something that kind of fit into that category so like the one that i kind of picked for that was like uh so i, I started jamming to uh cobra starship again oh nice. <laughs> what's up uh, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. The second album, though, The City is The City is at War. Viva, of, uh, Viva la Cobra, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I've been actually listening to that album for the last two weeks. I just those first recall. three albums are catchy, man. They're super catchy. I, I'm
0: I'm disappointed that Gabe stopped
1: making these. Me, too, me, too. But Nightshade was pretty shit, though. So I do. Oh, Nightshade is terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: Um, their first two albums, I think, are really, really well done. Sure. I love. Um, what was the band before? Uh, Midtown.
1: Midtown. I love um, Midtown too. They're great. Forget what you know is an amazing. Amazing, album. so good, so good. Actually, I think all three of Midtown's albums are good. But I know I I do think Forget What You Know is their best effort. Like I think it was their best foot forward.
0: That's my favorite album by yeah, them for sure. It's really good. Really um, good. Yeah, I, I I love those first three starship songs or albums, and they're very weird and they're, they're. I I don't know if they're necessarily well written, but they're. Yeah, that, they're
1: I think that's ultimately why I didn't put them on my list because I just I think <laughs> of it and I'm like, you know, you got a song where he's like got like, you know, like a transgender person yelling at him about <laughs> being a yeah. stripper or something, and it's just like. Oh, yeah, I don't they're very I weird know. albums. Yeah, I don't, I feel like, you know, a, they, I feel like they really haven't aged well in content, but I just feel like the the songs are just like, they're super fucking catchy. Like, catchy. they're super fucking catchy. And it's just, yeah, it, I don't know. I've, yeah, I've been jamming to it quite a bit lately. I really like it. Viva La so Cobra, like Cobra Starship.
0: The album I didn't put on my list that I wanted to put on my list, I could do and like, it's not necessarily like a bad album in any way or a weird album anyway. It just didn't make my top twenty and should have because I love this. I love this album more than anything. Is is Tragic Kingdom by no doubt.
1: And oh, that's a good one. That's an old an oldie.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's one of the the best catchy '90s album you can download. It's like, very catchy um i i was in love with gwen stefani for a long time like i think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world um yeah, she still looks like she's like 30. i don't understand how she's like 50 and she looks like she's 20 still i know I makes sense. <laughs> um i guess that's all money can get you or, or healthy lifestyle or whatever but she's a beautiful beautiful woman she's very very talented she makes very very catchy music and i think tragic kingdom is one of the best 90s albums there are period i actually
1: agree with you on that that's a good choice
0: yeah um it was an album i wanted to put on my list and just didn't but it was again one of the first albums i owned i think it was probably like 304th um i remember like laying in my backyard as like 13 14 whatever year old just like listening to that album and jamming out and like it's just like it has so many different styles. It has like pop elements, ska elements, reggae elements. Like yeah. it's, it's all over the map stylistically and it's just very, very catchy. It's got great, great bass lines. Um, yeah, it's just really, really good. So anybody that doesn't know, no doubt, yeah. go check out Go check check it out. It. It's that's a good,
1: that's a good, that's a, honestly, that's just a good 90s album. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, really it's agree
0: a with you. really, really awesome album.
1: Yep. Nice. That's a good pick too. Thanks, man. Well, at least we got to go back and revisit some of those ones we missed. That's
0: yeah, I'm so. we lost the first hour, but we kind of made up for it in twenty-five minutes or so. So
1: you got the um, half, the half-speed version.
0: Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't doesn't really understand what happened there, is we lost our first hour of the podcast, so we kind of amalgamated the, the second half of this 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 podcast from the first hour. So uh we we're kind of making do with what we got we saved it mean, ryan
1: we saved yeah it, let's be honest i could have took off my shirt and saved it from the get-go you know mm-hmm. you're not wrong <laughs> so that's
0: that's going to be podcast
1: 17. <laughs> and then next
0: week we're going to do 10 more albums each that's going to be 18. and then we're going to kind of shift gears and do some movies i think um kind of talk about film we're going to talk about live music Uh, all before uh, we get back to the MCU with Loki. So it's going to be like a five-week kind of all-over-the-map type thing. I'm still streaming games. I streamed... uh, Oh, yeah.
1: Did you stream earlier? Yeah, I streamed Returnal, and
0: then I went back and listened to it, and I have no audio. So that's fun. Um, I have audio for the game, but I don't have my audio. So if you just want to see some gameplay of the new Returnal game on PS5, you can check that out. (laughs) but some reason my mic will not pick up any audio so you know it is what it is. Um, I did that for about two hours next week I'm going to do Resident Evil 8 and then I'm going to start the first Mass Effect game that's getting remastered for PS5 so yeah if you want to come by on Friday nights I'll probably start streaming around 9 o'clock that day Eastern time and do it till around midnight and then we do the podcast at 1 a.m. Eastern 10 p.m. Pacific I yep. uh, appreciate you guys checking us out and following and watching and uh, if you can give us a like and subscribe, follow us on YouTube all that kind of fun stuff yeah, uh, it's appreciated, helps the statistics helps get more people into the podcast,
1: if you can yeah. recommend it to, to just give a good word too just be like, yeah. oh, one guy drinks bubbly and stumbles and the other guy just is there too, so that's good exactly <laughs> uh,
0: but appreciate Anybody checking it out. And um,
1: yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. That was fun. See you next week.